Hello, what have we here? Can you speak Bocce? Well, of course I can, sir. It's like a second language to me. I'm a yeah, All right, shut up. I'll take this. Shut up, sir. Pokey religions and ancient weapons are no match for a good blaster at your side, kid. You're listening to Havoc Radio. X-Wing 2.0 and beyond. Welcome once again to Havoc Radio 2nd Edition, Episode 9. We have tonight, myself, Benimus. We have Ryan. Evening. We have Luke. Hey, hey. We have Gus. I'm back. And we have a special guest, Callum. Oi, I guess we're finally doing the Battletech episode, eh? (laughs) No. (laughs) No. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. No, we're not. Well, that was Um, Callum. Thanks, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So, well, it's been a little while since we have done an episode, and that is mostly because it's been a while since we've been able to play in-person X-Wing. We have been in lockdown since, I think, two days after the last episode or something like that. So the only playing people have been done is online. So, the first bit of news before we get into a lot of topics, because there's been a lot of stuff that's been happening in the X-Wing world. First topic, Masters, uh, was meant to be, I think, this coming weekend or something like that. But in any case, obviously delayed because we're still in lockdown. Um, We don't know when it is going to be rescheduled. We're going to wait and see once all the restrictions have lifted and we have a bit more certainty around, you know, what's going on. Um, once those restrictions are off and we can start scheduling things, we will schedule it in, we'll let people know. And what we're going to do is extend the season so that we still have enough, you know, um, events to make up a Masters event at the end. So, yeah, once once things are a bit more normal, we will reschedule all that stuff. But now, on to some big X-Wing news. Uh, the first thing we're going to cover is the rules changes. So in the last, what, week? Two weeks? Um, Time is irrelevant at this point. At some point in the past. (laughs) Yeah, in the recent past. Yes. We got some information out of AMG that they are going to be making some relatively big changes to some fundamental rules. Um, Basically, it boils down to two things. Uh, The first thing, bidding is no longer a thing that will be done as part of list building um the you know if you do have a bid if you don't use all of your 200 points the the points left over will actually go to your opponent at the beginning of the game so now there's an incentive for you to spend all your points and uh second of all um because there is no more bidding like player order will be random at the beginning of the game uh, and it oh, sounds okay. like we yeah we don't don't have the rules officially released, but it sounds like it will be a random roll off. Whoever wins the roll is first player, 
not gets to choose and it applies for the whole game so that's what we've been told yep so exactly so, the same as if everyone just played to 200 now that's that's what's happening yep oh, yeah so i personally i think these changes are very good for the game and it wasn't like i i i think i was in a situation where i was so used to the rules as they stood but I wasn't really thinking about what these things mean for the game. Mm. And it wasn't until they actually said that they were going to do this that you start to pick apart what this means and you find out that it was a really good thing, or at least in my opinion. But what do you well, guys think? I, I, I honestly felt over the last... I mean, I've been mulling this over for the last couple of days. And I feel like we had this massive millstone around our neck that we really liked because you could just bonk people with it. You know, you could weaponize the bid and use it to guarantee you go. I mean, like I've got a, I've got a, had, I guess now a bit of a reputation for monstrous bids, but I'm realizing we really had nothing to lose, but our chains, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's very poetically put. Yeah. I'm with you. I, I, I felt like it was a good change, but I didn't really feel like it was much of a big deal until I started building a bunch of lists and just started putting in upgrades I've never looked at before because they were objectively worse than the bid. So you get things like Marg Sable Closure and Composure and mm. just things that I'm like, ah, oh, this is probably a bit situational, but if I have to spend the points, like, yeah, no, this is in. This will happen. This will be matter once every three games and it'll be great. I think, um, I think it would have been okay had they kept the bid stuff, but... Say you say you got a list of 180, 185 points, right? You you go you still get to go first. However, your opponent gets those automatic fifteen points, no matter what. No. I, think, I think that so, would have been okay, but I am happy with how they've changed it as well. Um, so the, the problem with keeping, like, I think you they did have to do all of these things together because if they just did the bit where your opponent gets the points, it can lead to some fortressing situations where you bring a big jousting block that can fortress in a corner uh, that, okay. yep. that is worth 200 points and yep. so as soon as you set up you're winning the game if someone yep. has a bid and then you they're forced to come to you and you just joust them off the board when they do so yeah, that's, that's well, the other alternative yep. that i've heard mentioned in other podcasts is um like you just bring like uh fill your list to 200 with phantoms and if your opponent hasn't taken any sort of bid, you never decloak. You always run away and evade, and you just you never you never get shot. You just you yeah. never lose any damage, and you it's an yeah. unfun game for ever, anyone. But yeah, so I think yeah. I think I agree with Ben. I think I think it it makes sense that they've done it the way they have. They've just sort of gone scorched earth. Now you, you you're at two hundred or you're wrong. And um, yeah. yeah. So uh, the the bit that the bit that surprised me was the combination of no bid and punished for being under points. Because like you're already you're already incentivized to go up to two hundred because you may as well. But like there's a there's been a handful of situations where I've been list building and it's like the my only option now is to put munitions failsafe on every ship that's got an open mod <laughs> yes. slot. And like I don't have anything that does anything useful here. I'm literally just putting in fluff to fill the points to to deny my opponent that yeah. those points. Yeah, I, I, I have the exact same problem with, with someone like this building too. I think munitions failsafe is probably the worst example of that, but there are other things that you can add to your list that actually may be beneficial and change the way you play. Things True. like 
tactical scrambler or, you know, even like what Luke was saying, Mark's able closure, go over an asteroid and give someone a strain. You know, like there's, I think it's going to really open up the game because there were so many upgrades that never got used because, like Luke was saying, the bid was always better. The bid was always worth more. And I think it, it really didn't, we didn't really see it, but from a game developer's perspective, when they're trying to balance cards, they have to cost things as if it is either more valuable than the bid, not more valuable than other upgrades, right? So it kind of skewed the way points, like things were worth points because, you know, if something got too expensive, you just wouldn't take it because the bid was better. Not that there was another upgrade that was cheaper that was better. The bid was better. Yeah. Yep, I'm with you. I think um, actually Hopeful on the Rebels is the other one I keep putting into lists now, yes. uh, which I always wanted to try, but it was always like, yeah, I mean, the, you, you know, that? boosting with the um, Ghost might occasionally be exciting, but oh, I really want to bid for that I-4. So, but yeah, no, I, I like it. I mean, I like change. Change is fun. That's, that's a big part of it too. It's just, you know, every you time points it? get changed up. Sometimes. I hate I hate change. No change ever. Things stay the same forever. <laughs> Double fire sprays till the end of days. No, um, <laughs> but yeah, I think I think it'll be really interesting. I know that I had to go through and torch a whole bunch of my lists after these changes came out. Um, but like, it's also been fun putting lists together and then going. Well, I don't need to worry about that anymore. Yes. Yep. I agree. You know, just do it put the thing in, you know? I'm honestly really hoping to see more I-4s. Well, that's I mean, there's, what... there's a lot out there already, but yes, no, I agree. Yeah. yeah. The I-3, I-4 space, I think, is where, you know, a lot of people are talking about aces, and sure, this does impact aces, but it impacts aces for everyone. I think the I-3, I-4 space is going to be pretty interesting. I think, I think one of the things that I found really interesting about X-Wing is that Initiative is often pretty binary in in what you want. You either want to move first or you want to move last. You never want to be in the middle. So, like, you always, like, you know, your bumpers and your blockers and your annoying chaff ships getting in the way. You'd want them to be, if you have the choice, I negative one. And then your aces, you'd want to be, like, I 20. And there's, like, there's no, there was never really in, in between. You never really want a ship to be in between first or last. I'm really hoping that space opens up a little bit. Or, yeah, lists that could play either way. Because I know that, you know, I, I played a lot of Suntia Rex Lasai, and it was kind of interesting because in some cases, you know, you want Suntia to obviously move last, but you want Rexler to move first. And it's like, well, which one am I going to get? You know? So, yeah. yeah gonna gonna be interesting um it's all hearsay as well for me because uh, i'm not playing this online so until we can actually play it in person, yeah get it on the table yeah exactly but um it's it's something to look forward to with the game during this horrible time well it's been so exciting for me like we've been weeks in lockdown now but yeah. these announcements and the new stuff coming out and that kind of thing i yeah. got out my x-wing bag and reorganized everything because i'm ready to go now i'm, I'm keen 
Pleasure to do that today. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, same here, actually. I looked at my kit for the first time in oh, about two months or so. <laughs> yeah. yep. So for those who don't know, we're, we're currently the, the city that's currently going through the world's longest lockdown in all of COVID-19. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's a good stat to know, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're like, we're like a month shy of 300 days or something like that. Yeah. Melbourne. <laughs> all gone completely bonkers. Yikes. Melbourne's bitter. (laughs) (laughs) Victoria's bitter. Oh, that's great. Uh, (laughs) Yep. That is. But we'll get back there soon. We will get back there soon. And we will put all this awesome stuff on the table. So, in in regards to the bid thing, I have a question to put to you guys. Have you had any lists that untouched have been buffed by this change? Yes. Anything that was at 200 before, I feel like, has been majorly buffed by this change. Um, probably the biggest so, one for me... Oh, go on. You go, Ben. So the tracer threads going from two points to four points made my warthog list go from 198 to 200. <laughs> oh, what? Perfection. <laughs> oh. um, my... There you go. Sorry, mate. Uh, my, uh, my systems list that I, I thoroughly enjoyed Hilo, Quick Draw, Tabson, that went up to, with all the weird points changes, it went down to 199. So I was able to put biohexical codes on, on Tabson, and uh, it's all good. 200 points. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> Can't wait to fly that one again. Well, the other one, Suntia Rex Lasai, you can fit oh, Alf now. Yes. Oh, Ooh, that's spicy. Oh, I can't wait for that list. I um my Kylo three first order provocateurs. Kylo got nerfed by one point, puts puts it flat at two hundred points. <laughs> I was I was losing the bid like eighty, ninety percent of the time, but now I win fifty percent of the time. It's great. Yep. Yeah, I think that those sort of ace lists that are cool, but there was not quite enough room for the for the current meta bid with some of the big winners there. Yeah, like my um one of my old favorites, the Echo. Vader and um, Suntir, I think, has gotten better too because that's yeah. um yeah because it was like one ninety seven and it's like oh yeah I can't really put this on the table competitively but now maybe more of an option. And I think this is one of the things that people like. I know that there's a, a bit of a knee jerk reaction when changes happen, but like just get out there, start exploring list building again. You know, yep. everyone's in the same boat. It's not like it's just nerfed your lists. It's nerfed. Everyone's list the same. Yep. So, Fee's yeah. excited. She's able to put uh, Luke Wedge and uh, Lando on the board comfortably. Oh, that's horrible. Oh. Yeah, great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, com- comfortably. So that, oh, that, no, thank you. With uh, with Nien Nub as well, and I think she still has three points left over. So, oh, that's great. Hey, guys, I'm just jumping into my squad builder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't want to play that. I don't want to play against it. <laughs> I'll, I'll happily play it. It seems like a lot of fun. So, okay, with these points and with these bid things now, what pilot, name one pilot from each faction you think will be better from all this? Thane. Yep. Nora. Yeah, good call. Yeah. Mm. I'm, I'm thinking, I think Wedge will be a bit strong too. Yep. Yep. Poe uh, is better. Pilo oh, in every list where, that isn't two or three oh, aces. Yep. I was going to say Ember. Yeah, probably, yeah. Yep. And she's dropped but, down a fair bit too. And mm. and this is the thing. I think there's a lot there 
that people were originally just like would never put in a list that now you exactly. Would? Yep. Yep. I think uh, I think Fenrell in the in the fang will be quite strong now too. People can't mm-hmm. dodge. Well, we'll get into that in a little bit. Yes, sorry, bit, but you know. Mm. Um. Well, let's let's move on from rule changes and talk about points specifically. Um, before we actually talk about points, let's talk about some of the slots that change. So we did recently get those points changes that came out. Um, but one of the big things that sort of changed was not so much the points. I mean, points we'll talk about, but there were some ships that they changed up the slots on them and it's really changed the flavor of what those ships are or what they do. So in particular... Guri no longer has a sensor slot, so you cannot take advanced sensors. So that was pretty much the only way people would play her, is a big bid and advanced sensors. But by changing the sensor slot to a tech slot, I think it actually opens up a lot more play style. Like, as someone said, I was reading online, I forget who said it, but they said um, you can now use her linked action, you know, take, take prime thrusters or take, you know, pattern analyzer or whatever, and... You know, there's so many more options now um, for playing her like a normal ship as opposed to like the outlier she was with advanced sensors. Yeah, uh, I agree. And because combined with that, they did drop her points a fair bit too, yeah. four points down, I think. And yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm I'm very excited. That you can do Guri lists that where Guri isn't like the focus piece. So I feel like Guri you would take to, you know, between all of the bid that you wanted and just how expensive she and advanced sensors is. Yeah, like it was like 110 points of your list had to be allocated to that. Yeah. yeah. And now it doesn't need to be. Yeah. Some other big noticeable ones were all the Y-Wings lost gunner slots, except for the Republic ones. And gained missile slots, which is gained interesting. Gained missile slots. Oh, yeah. the Rebel, Rebels anyway. Yeah. I don't, um, I don't quite understand that. But yeah. I think it was a yeah. theme change. Apparently that model of Y-Wing isn't supposed to have a gunner, is what I'm seeing around. Yes. Like the Republic one does have a gunner, but the other ones don't. And they were meant to be able to strap like any weapon to them. So I was like, well, why not missiles too? Yeah, fair enough. But now you can have things like Cavill with a six dice procket. At I5 with a barrel roll. Um, So yeah, there's. Excuse me while I jump into my list builder. (laughs) Here's a topic for Luke to talk about. The other big one was Dash lost his gunner slot. Ah, oh. uh, yes. So no more Bistan bullshit double sh- double tap Dash, um, which is it's it's a big change. I good. My good. gut, yeah. My gut instinct is he's not as good, um, even with the quite significant price drop. I think he dropped four or five points, and the title dropped like ten points. He dropped um, six points, and the title dropped down by eight points. Yeah, so I, monster drop. <laughs> yeah, it is a big drop. I, I don't need to put him on the table to work it out because that is that does turn like his because you sort of had to fly him with the support piece as well to keep his actions up. So that He's turns ga- that support piece into something with a bit of punch. Yes, he gains uh, a second crew. Yes, he does. I haven't worked out what the good thing is with that. Yeah, I haven't so worked I, out what uh, to put there yeah. either, but. Yeah, but I think it's a similar feel to the Guri change in that it's not he's not priced for that one double tap use and that's all you can really do with him. I think now he becomes a bit more flexible and you can do different things. So I, I think that's part more of the design decisions it. probably is just mm-hmm. to open up options on ships that were very single purpose before. What initiative yep. is Lebo? Uh, three. Okay. I think. 
loses a gunner slot and gained a second illicit slot. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Well, he was yeah. a weird one. He lost his crew a little while ago because I think Lebo with C3PO yeah. broke the game in some way. I can't quite remember. But unlimited yep. calculates or something. Yeah, I'm not sure. Fair enough. Yeah. Yep. So, but overall, between um, all the rules changes and the slots changes that we've just talked about, like I have to say, I'm very impressed with AMG and the fact that they're not afraid to, you know, take a big hammer to the game to get it to a better place. You know, then I think some of these decisions that they've done were like things that FFG were too afraid to do because it changes the game too much. Whereas AMG have come in and said, no, we want to make a better game and we're we're willing to do whatever it takes to actually do that. So I think the majority of feedback I've seen of all this stuff has been quite positive. Yep, agreed. Yep. Now let's talk about points changes specifically. Gus, you want to start with Rebels? Uh, what are you enough. excited about? Well... <clears throat> One thing in particular, uh, there's quite a few things with Rebels uh, that's kind of interesting. I'm still not not a pro player, not as esteemed as some of the, of, uh, the people on this podcast. So I've uh, you know been a little bit more haphazard and thoughtless, I guess, in my approach. As a result, I gravitated towards beef lists uh, because less decisions, the better. <laughs> but uh, it's been interesting seeing all the I-5s. Uh, sort of become more threatening in a bid-free environment, I suppose. Um, you know, uh, might see Thane in the T-65 out a little bit more because before he was always like, oh, he's a cheap I-5. But that's sort of about it. His, his ability didn't really thrill me um, a great deal. Uh, but, you know, in, in a situation where, I don't know, I guess, uh, I guess Initiative 5s carry a bit more punch, I guess. Um, because I'm not, you know, going to be outclassed by people with a three-ship list that are undercosted. I'm not making much sense at this point. It's been, it's been a time. Um, yeah. But, oh, another thing, sorry, the, the E-Wings. E-Wings. E-Wings, yes. the elusive E-Wings uh, that may never, ever, ever get reprinted but have dropped a bunch of points, which is really exciting, and gained a tech slot as well. So they've, like, inched towards uh, utility. Corrin has gone down three points and Ga uh, Gavin has dropped five points and gained a tech slot, which is quite exciting um, because it just makes them a bit more squirrely. So, you know, you can get pattern analyzer on them so that they can, you know, do a red maneuver and stuff. still get their action. And yeah. then Prime Thrusters as well, which is gives you a pretty cool linked um, situation. So you can, you know, roll into a lock and then boost, uh, which is kind of cool. Um, so, yeah, E-Wings. Are we going to see more of them? Time will tell. I mean, they're still bloody pricey. Corrin still comes in at 59 raw. and uh, 15 so, yeah. points cheaper than when he, he was when he started, though. Well, that's a good point. <laughs> that's good. I always wondered why they created the... Um, uh, you know, tournament art card of Corrin. I was like, oh, that's nice. That's a wonderful card that I'm never going to use in a tournament situation. But um, yeah, no, no, the E-Wings are looking good. Um, yeah, I was curious about the Y-Wings gaining the missile slot, but, you know, thematic uh, stuff makes sense. Um, I wasn't really ever carrying gunners on them as it was. Um, well, I think that was another situation, like, Pretty much people will take Y-Wings with veteran turret gunner. That yeah. was like what you would do, double tap Y-Wings. Yeah. 
but then that was um that was while that was out of hyperspace i think for the entire time but i'm guessing hyperspace is kind of on ice at the moment um which you know isn't too bad if this because there've been you know pretty radical changes in terms of how the structure of the game works with the 200 point cap yep um yeah yeah i'd be curious but huge news <laughs> b wings um so in the before times, before the plague days were upon us, um, I very much enjoyed uh, running four B-Wings simultaneously. Um, uh, it was a combination of Braylon, uh, Ten Nom, and then a couple of Blade Squadrons with Selfless. And essentially you were looking at a block of heavy jousting ships that had stress utility. Stress was their friends, you know. Um, and then uh, eight hit hit points to them entirely so they could absorb crits off each other and stuff like that it was a it was a nice threatening thing that never quite made it however i was obsessed with it and uh i, I referred to it as phil collins um because you could you know feel it coming in the in the night i took that one to uh to store champs i think at the end of 2019 when when we went out to melton i don't know yeah, was that 18 no, early early 2020 it was oh man time is weird yeah, it yeah. Is. I remember yeah. us talking about COVID like it was some like something on the horizon. Yeah, that's it. It was. Yeah, it was yeah. just it was just starting up. Just like, oh, do you think it's gonna do you think it's gonna be a thing? And yeah, it was it was gonna be a thing. <laughs> um, but huge news in the sense that the awkward pilot Gina Moonsong, who I was again stoked about when the. Uh, uh, pilot upgrade pack came out because I was like, hey, it's an I-5 uh, B-Wing. This is very exciting. I wonder what it's going to be. And it had a ability that I really wasn't enthused with. Why would you want a B-Wing that had to ditch stress onto some other player at, at the costing that she was? It was just kind of an awkward choice. I ran her a couple of times in uh, all B-Wing list and just... You know, her ability to throw a stress to 10 if he needed it, you know, as a as a stressful focus token basically um was neat but it wasn't really enough to make me want to take her in the list um she didn't have any particular um ability herself the way braylon and ten do to sort of capitalize on being stressed or set up double tap opportunities or things like that it was just sort of you know it was weird i5 but hera in the b-wing and Hera in the A-Wing have both lost points. They've come right down. They are the same price now. And uh, as a result, much more viable in lists. And uh, I've got a new version of uh, Phil Collins ready to uh, ready to roll. I don't know which particular album I'm going to name it after, though. But uh, yeah, having a, an I-5 and an I-6 B-Wing with a couple of I-4 B-Wings with stress utility is just such a, an exciting prospect for me. I can't wait. In fact, I'm, that was what made me get my X-Wing kit out and pack it up for the next time we can see each other. Um, and the comps are zero that. points now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So losing the S-Foils going from two points to nothing is just wonderful um, because, yeah, uh, you give it to 10 num and he's got a stressful lock so he can become double modded straight away uh you give it to braylon and uh, well if you mount cannons on him i suppose you can set up your double tap opportunity a lot better uh re-rolls on two dice if stressed so that's pretty cool too um adds utility to them as well like yeah just all around b-wings upgrade very very excited about that 
Yeah, and, cool. uh, Could you call the new list no bid required? Oh, I like that. That's very good. <laughs> that's, that's terrific. Well, yeah, well, it comes in at 200 on the nose. Yeah. Um, and everyone, everyone's got selfless apart from uh, Hera. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be huge. And I want to see if a B-wing Hera at the same price as an A-wing Hera What's the go there? What do you reckon? I mean, I didn't play a lot of A-Wing here. I, I enjoyed her ability of just being able to throw tokens around the place. But uh, are we going to see more or less on the B-Wing? Uh, more play or less play with the B-Wing, do you think? Um, I mean, more than zero. So, yeah, no, I, I agree. Because I think, I mean, the thing is that A-Wing Hera is better at support. She can escape. She's very quick, squirrely. Um, and you could easily generate evades both of mm. which were really good things to be sharing. Whereas Hera B-Wing, you needed the title as well, and she was much more expensive. Um, so no, I agree. I think the B-Wing now is a very solid option in exactly the list you're talking about. Get there, Gus, where that extra three dice gun is just really useful. And it, instead of being like the core of what she does, it's just like, oh, great, I rolled that and didn't need to spend my focus. Someone yeah. else can have it. Yeah, that's a really good point. Situational utility. Very excited. And Z95s lost one point as well. The Rebel Z95s. I'll never stop representing the Rebel Z95s. Z95 made it. Well, actually, that that is a good segue to the my, my one hot take from the Rebels that I really like, because yeah. I saw someone talking about... So E-Wings with the tech slot can now take um, Target Synchronizer, which means yeah. you can take early locks and then spam a bunch of Z95s with missiles and just have a ridiculous amount of three-dice attacks. That sounds horrendous. That's wonderful. I know, right? Um, oh, or, I mean, the other one I was thinking was Y-Wings as well, because then you can't alpha them off the board. But, uh, yeah, looks interesting. Pretty good. Very, very cool. Yeah. Do you reckon we'll see more of the TIE Fighters, the Rebel TIE Fighters, now that they've all dropped by two points? Well, yeah, like 26 points each or something like that. Yeah, I mean, much yeah, I, I've not flown one in second edition because there's been it's never felt like the right choice. There's always been a better place to sink those points but i mean at 26 points you can just sort of stuff that in to bring up your uh you know to, to flesh out a list that i don't know might have had a bid or something like that beforehand yep yeah well they all have sneaky like the ones that drops the so rex ezra and sabine like they're all pretty good like sabine has that preposition thing so if you wanted to throw intimidation on her that's great uh ezra you can put sense that'll be the cheapest sense carrier in the game i suspect Oh wow! Um, and likewise, yeah. Rex is pretty obnoxious. It's just he was too expensive before, so you could just shoot him out of the out of the sky and call it a day. So, is no, Zeb's ability still to cancel the crits first? Yeah, yeah, Zeb's no good. Zeb's no good. Although, I mean, twenty two points like that's pretty cheap. Also, very cheap filler for three agility. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, no, I could see I could see any of them sneaking into a list. I think I think I think you're onto something there, Gus. I reckon. If he takes <laughs> if, if he takes the evade as well. Cancelling a crit, cancelling a hit, you're down to what one, maybe two hits, if if mm. at all, with three green dice. It's interesting. I've always been terrified of uh, running a tie fighter, though. I mean, they they just seem so fragile compared to the rest of rebel <laughs> design space. Uh, I've just always been like, no, I'll stay away from that. And you, know. oh, you, you get used to it. Uh, some shit points that are interesting that have gone down is the uh, the ghost, Kanan and Hera. They've gone down by three points each too. Yep. So we'll be more and they were pretty good before. So. Yeah. So yeah. this brings me to another topic, talking about the points. So there's been a few things with this points that have been kind of interesting 
place um, where they've ended up on points. So, for example, in the Separatists, the um, Vulture Droids, the Initiative 1 and the Initiative 3 generic are now the exact same points. Um, Weird. So, obviously, Initiative 1 is a better blocker. You can make sure you're moving first. But Initiative 3 was a big thing in the meta. So, maybe, you know, Initiative killing 3s and 2s and that kind of... Well, not 3s. You know what I mean. But 2s and 1s. So, you know, they're not afraid... Because before, it was like it was always a rule. Higher Initiative cost more. And that's not the case anymore. This this comes back to the, the thing I was saying before about that middle ground between moving first and moving last. Like... Yeah. I feel like that's pretty fair. Yep. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, I think certainly that seems to be one of the yeah one of those um, uh, philosophies is just taking yeah less value being paid for the for initiative. Yeah. Especially seems like i five's got tweaked down a little bit, and as you said, yeah, those two threes, two three generics down, i one generics up. It's good. It's all good stuff. Yep. Moving on, let's talk a bit more about separatists. So a lot of people, if you've been having a look at the PDFs and spreadsheets and stuff around, they'll see a lot of red in separatists, things going up. But I actually think it's not as bad as what it may seem if you're only looking at the colors, because one of the big things they've done is pretty much configs across the board are all zero points now. So, you know, they've kind of raised the droids by one point to counter for it. But um, yeah, it's it's kind of an interesting place now with all of these configs. It's like, just take them or don't take them, you know? But it's not a, a gaming of points, you know? Like, sometimes you'd see, well, I'll add two with struts, but mm. not all of them, you know? Uh, you don't see any of that kind of stuff anymore. Obviously, HMPs and fire sprays were doing pretty well in the meta, so the points on most of them have gone up. But, you know, on the whole, I think... You, you know what, though? Yep. They they kind of have it because I think so. Again, they're one of those ones where the the HMP points went up a little bit, but the config went down to zero, yeah. and so they've actually all stayed the same or gone down a bit for the yeah really initiative ones yeah. Um, and uh, so I think that, yeah, the Gene Ocean prototypes are the only ones that have really gone up because Sync Laser went up, but um, but yeah, so there's this. I agree, there's some deceptive pricing in there for that exact reason. So, yeah, all pretty good. Um, Anyone got right. any opinions on Nantech supremacy? <laughs> Are we going to see it again? No, probably not. Well, they went up. I mean, they? I'm, 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 I'm genuinely of the opinion that AMG need to just completely errata them. Oh, come fully on. in the ship ability. Yeah, just, just, just like reprint the cards, put like a bunch of them in the new card packs, or give them in OP kits or whatever, and just have the cards that say when you fully execute your maneuver, you can do the thing. Yeah. I mean, they're not bad now, though. I, you know, it's not oppressive, I don't think. You know, yeah, I think the tractor change fixed them to a fair extent. Yep. Um, can I have another hot take in, in Seps? Absolutely. So Django Zam is the, uh, you know, is the, has been a metaphor for a long time. Yep. Uh, between Django Zam, uh, Ship, and... Um, Count Dooku, who was a crew you always saw on one or the other, they went up. That list went up thirteen points. Wow! Uh, <laughs> still, still very, very up. good. Still going to make the cuts. Yeah, you can oh. still get like, oh, the bombs as well went up a couple of points. But um, I reckon you can still because they were having like you're getting to like seventeen point bids and 
stuff there. So they're just, I, don't, I hate to say it, but I think, I think they're, they're still going to be fine and doing well, and they're going to get go down, go up again next points change. That's my bet. God damn it! Are you um are you doing any new rules online play, Luke? So what about start? online play? Oh right, no, the rules aren't out yet. No, no, oh, no. no. Uh, yeah, don't worry. About it. Yes, so we will be. We will be. Yeah. Uh, I've I've just played my last online game where a bid mattered, uh, like the other day. So um, yeah, I think both of the leagues from here on are going to be. Um, new yeah, rules, new rules, new points. Very excited. Into here. Mm. Yep. Uh, one other. Moving on to other factions. Republic. Um, not a huge amount to talk about there. I mean, there were some changes. But probably the big one: the ETA two lost its cannon slot. Mm. No more nonsense. Auto, auto, auto damage. Auto, auto blasters with that bloody crit droid. Yes. Yep. Oh god! After being on the wrong end of it. I'm quite happy to see that. Mm. Yep. But in I, general, I might... a lot of their stuff came down. Yep. Mm. Bit. I, I think they got the most amount of points dropped, didn't they? Yep. Yeah, net. Total, yeah, total I, of yeah. 77 points dropped. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, it's a big... Yeah, they've, they've dropped a fair bit. Mm. Yeah, there's going to be some cool stuff coming out of that, I think. Like, the mm. the obvious really good things have either been yeah, nerfed with the cannon changes for the Eddas or the, um, the Delta 7... The titles have gone up, um, so yeah, we'll we'll see. But I think, yeah, I think they're going to be good. I think there's going to be some sneaky, surprising lists. I mean, this is a good, other good thing I really like about this points changes. There's just been a bunch of subtle points drops on things that weren't getting a ton of play. Um, so I'm really interested to just find out what lists that were maybe like 204 before, so they never worked, and now they're they're in yeah, and available. Exactly. Mm. So, I'm a bit disappointed that the lats didn't go up, to be honest. <laughs> nah. nope, they went down. Think of those things. Oh, they're all, they're all. Uh, it's just and even your bloody arc fighters. Oh. So, oh, yep. No, I'm looking forward to all of that. A lot of my Republic lists are still, still good. But moving on to the next faction, First Order. Callum. That's me. All right. Where do we begin? I've actually got the PDF open on my phone here because I'm, I'm prepared like that. Um, so starting at the top, um, we got some uh, a minor buff to Major Von Reg and a pretty decent one to Ember. I'm not upset with that. Um, I think like I think seeing fragile I6 aces going down in points kind of makes sense when you can't guarantee the bid anymore, um, but I don't have too much to add to that. Um, the Thai FO had some really interesting changes. The one that immediately jumps out at me is Midnight down to 35 points. We are going to see a lot of Midnight. Uh, I, could, I just, I'm putting her in everything. I, I, she's a ship I've really wanted to, or she's a pilot I've really wanted to use a lot and haven't really had the, the opportunity. And so just, I'm just, I'm cramming her into her anyway. With Fanatical being one point now, 36 points for an I6 who denies mods, who gets a minor mod herself. It's pretty decent. Um, yep. Meanwhile... Quick question, Callum. Do shoot. you put her in a list before you put Scorch in? Ooh. Um, I mean, three dice is real nice. Yeah, this is the thing. No, I, mean, like, I, I agree. I think, I think Midnight's a real contender now. But is it Scorch contender? Things? Yeah. See, I think the the question is, how much is denying your opponent a defensive mod worth offensively? 
I might have the opponent, to out, I guess it's a tricky one. I might have to pull out the old dice calculator and get some math going there. Um, the, the, we'll, we'll sort that out later. Um, again, on the subject of moving in the middle being important, they've seemed to have buffed most of the like the mid mid tone ones. So you get like long shot, muse, um, Malaris have been buffed. Meanwhile, the Omega Squadron Ace, Rivis, the Zeta, and the Epsilon Cadet have all gone up. And I get it because people have been spamming generic Tyrefos, the super efficient ships. Mm. And with Fanatical at, at one point now, I think they mm. needed to absorb some of that cost in the Omega Squadron Aces. I, yep. I, I totally understand that. Um, additionally, uh, TSF buffs across the board, except for my beloved LaHughes and my beloved Zeta Squadron Survivor. Um, much to my eternal chagrin, but that's okay. My two favorite SF pilots, but Quickdraw got dropped to 44 points, and she's oh, another pilot. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, Quickdraw's back. Oh. Yeah, Quickdraw's, Quickdraw's back with a vengeance. So one of the tricks I find when it comes to piloting Quickdraw is you need to treat her as an expendable asset that you get your points value from. You can't, you can't put too much on her, because if you put if you because you can easily load her up with upgrades, but she's going to die, and you need to make sure that her dying does at least as many points as you spent on her worth. So any buffs to quick draw make that so much easier. Yeah, and um, I think the the change there makes sense too, because my my comp with her was always wedge, which just fills a very similar role: charge in, do lots of damage, die. Um, mm, so I think yeah. it's fair that she's a little cheaper than him because I think he's still a smidge better, but. Yeah, no, good, good change. I like this one. I think yeah, we'll I see a like... lot. I'll, sorry, man. I think we'll see a lot more of Phasmin, yeah? Even with oh, her, yeah, even, sure. even with special forces going, she's still cheaper than Quick Draw naked. And her ability, I, I, I kind of like her ability. Like, if you, if you put in a lot of um, FOs with Fanatical, strip that shield down. They've all got Fanatical straight away sooner. I don't know. Well, it just means you, yeah, because at that point, basically, you have a ship with a three attack dice gun that no one wants to shoot at. Which is great. You just jam yeah. down, jam it down their throat, and yeah, I like it. Mm. Um, but moving on to the silencer, Kylo Ren got nerfed by a single point up to seventy-seven from seventy-six. Weird. I, I'm, I, so I, I, I know for a fact, no proof, but I know it for a fact. He was seventy-six points to stop you from running Kylo and five of the I one. And I really wanted to fly that list. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that, that, and that's that is that is the exact kind of list that really would have like done really well without a bid. But no, was was not to be. I I won't mourn something that was never going to have happened. But I mean, like Kylo Ren might be in the silencer, might be one of the best aces in the game. It straight I up, think. is might be the best. Is the yeah, yeah. he's. he's Absolutely phenomenal ace. It's a he's a good like decent ability. Do not forget about Kylo Ren's ability, by the way. PSA: Every time someone shoots Kylo Ren, uh, shoots Kylo Ren, you should consider whether or not to use his ability. Especially now with the like beards and everything. Yeah, uh, doubly Mon- so with the new Malice card because that's yes. a combo. It's real oh, yeah. nice. I oh, can't I wait to try that. But yeah, so oh. like e- like. Don't make the mistake of forgetting his ability exists. You should actively choose to not use it every time someone someone shoots him. You will, 95% of the time, choose not to shoot it. 
uh, not to use it, but you should be making that choice. Um, meanwhile, we've got, I lost my place. Blackout went down. Good. I like Blackout, but he's a bit niche, but I'm, I think we're going to see a bit more of him. Recoil, one of my favorite pilots for the, 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 the silencer, went down to 56 points. Cannot wait to use more of him. And the um the first order test part, no sorry the Sinai Jameis engineer went up to fifty points, but the config that lets them perform a boost or barrel roll in the systems phase is now zero points. Oh. So you can still fit four Sinai Jameis Jameis engineers with that config, and I need to try it. That sounds like <laughs> a lot of fun. Yeah, it's because you've got a lot of three dice attacks three dice defense just shifting all over the board and being just a general pain in the neck i think i think that's going to be really nasty um dormits went up to 73 points i'm i i do not fly the upsilon that's that's more your your realm there ryan um i get why they have it's because of that new car with the whisperer you can set Kylo and the whisperer Sorry, the Whisperer. Kylo and the Whisper beyond range three of dorms. And then you've got that horrible cloaking mechanism that they've got. I can't remember what it's called. I'm sorry. It's eluding yep. me right now. But the Scrambler or something. The like Scrambler. That. That's it. Yeah. Imagine that. First round in. Poof. Ding dong. Jam. He, jam. <laughs> he, he's <laughs> Kylo. You know, yuck. Like, even, oh, like, I'd love to see it be flown. I'd love to see it happen. Playing against it, I'd hate it. <laughs> I mean, you could still do it, right? Because it's five good. forward, five forward with Kylo plus a boost plus a two straight decloak. Yep. Like the silences, they could get in there. You just need yeah. something with the. Um... Ooh. Yeah. Okay, that's got me thinking as well. This is... <laughs> exciting times, guys! Exciting times. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone needs to be worried when Luke says that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A grim recommencement of uh, <laughs> IRL next week. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then just last one, uh, Zai shuttles are uh, just buffs across the board except for Husk. Kind of surprised me. I fully expected to see Malus get nerfed. Mm. Really like Ca- Commander Malus's ability. Um, fully expected her to go up by a point or two, so I'm, I'm surprised that she got buffed. Yeah, but you can't fit Holo with Proud Tradition, Malus, and the four... Like um, epsilons. It, yeah, you want it, the the better list was six epsilons, Terex and Mal- Malaris though. That was way nastier. Yeah, mm. true. Some uh, inter- the interesting crew cars have gone down. General Hux is down to three points. That's a that's a very good upgrade if you're running a swarm of FOs. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited to try that. Yeah, a lot of stuff. Yeah, yep. good good stuff. So I'll gloss over Empire a little bit unless anyone's got some big things to talk about. But the main ones, TIE Fighter Swarms back, Howl Runner, Justice for Howl Runner, down three points. Huh. Um, so And with other points coming down a lot, across a lot of the named ones as well, I think we're going to see you know, TIE Swarms back on the table with all mm-hmm. the shenanigans like the Swarm Tactics and all that kind of stuff. See, um, I, I, I was always really surprised by them getting rid of that list because I always felt like the 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 Hal Runner Iden Versio six tie swarm to be like the 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 
the bar, like the litmus test of what a list in X-Wing should be. Like that's yeah. why I always thought that that was, that was the list that they just kept held in resin for the rest of time and compared everything else to that being the power level that you should expect. Because it was good for people who could play it well, you know what I mean? But it wasn't oppressive, at least I didn't think so. So I agree when they you know, nerfed all that the, the previous time around, basically never saw it on the table again. It, it just went too hard. But, you know, it's back, I think. Well, now, not only is it back, I think it's cheaper than it ever was. Yep. Yeah. Um, yep. So, yeah, no, I'm, I'm keen for that one to go back. I agree. I think it was a, it was an interesting, it was just like the, the archetypical jousting list. Like if you were in the front of it, you were in trouble, but it wasn't like, it couldn't fancy dance like, um, uh, you know, vultures with struts or anything. So you, you could play around it if you played carefully and, and got your engage rights. And I, I agree. I think I'm, I'm glad it's back. I hope people play it. It's the list. But the end, the other, other big hot takes in um, Empire, I feel really are that the um, tie V1s went up, expected. You know, they were a little bit all over the place because they were too good. Um, I, think, I think Vader going down by three points in the Defender was kind of a nice little surprise for me. Yep. Yeah. The conflict so, now zero as well. Yeah. And Volscaris Vol is down by five. Yeah, he was always uh, a bit average on that in that though, so that's yeah. That's fair. Uh, the, only, the only upside to him is he's an I five, isn't he? I think that's yep. uh, yeah, he's a bit specific. Uh, the other big one, disciplined up to two. Very happy with that. God, that was unpleasant to play against. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Pure, like, yeah. Bark and Vagabond and Countdown have gone down by two points in the tie strikers. All yeah, very fun ships. Yep. Can't uh, Duchess with five anymore. No. Uh, Captain Oinkin down by three. Uh, sorry, two. No, three. Yeah, down by three. That's a good little, good little yep. buffer. Uh, Rack down by two. With any luck, we'll see more Desis now as well. Yeah, this is. Yeah, I think Empire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think Empire feels like another one. They've done a good job of like they've killed the things that were dominating and really unpleasant, mm. and they've done a bunch of across the board little tweaks down. So we're going to see some new cool stuff. So. I think that pretty much applies uh, um, across all of the factions. Mm. You know, yeah. I think they've done a really good job of reining in the things that were too far above the, the power curve and just opening up options again. Yeah, it's going to be yeah. really good to get back on the table. Um, yeah, what was the other one? Oh, April Sloan going up by four points to a total of 16. That's, a, that's an expensive crew cut. Oh, yeah. it's so good, though. It'll still get yeah. used. Oh, yeah. I think it's it's good yeah. that it because between that and the ships going up that usually used, I don't think it'll be nearly as good. But there'll be places mm. where you can cram cram slow in and it should be good. So mm. all good, yeah. I think we're all sort of for points updates. Let's move. Wait, on. Uh, Res- we skip Res- resistance. Resistance. Did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, we did. It's all right. These, I mean, there's less less dramatic changes for resistance. Um, I think really the only big ticket items are. A whole bunch of the name T70s coming down, uh, mm. with the biggest change being Podammer and Commander, who's maybe worth playing now that he's six points cheaper than Flyboy. I probably still Is won't. That the one but... where he can pass the action. Yes. Yeah, than... but it's not yeah. at his initiative, so it's not great, and it's every mm. second turn. So in practice, it's Flyboy, but he gets his action every second, second action every second turn. I don't think he's very good, but maybe, maybe at that price, I don't know. Um, 
Poello and Nin all going down by one point. That's an extra three points for something good. Yeah, and now you yeah, don't no, need the beard. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, that's well, that's true, and I think the beard helps this list as well. Mm. Um, so yes, yeah, so a few few changes through there. Watch watch that space, and more to the point, the the I ones didn't, didn't go up, which I'm very happy about because I've been enjoying them a lot. Um, and then the only really serious nerf, as far as I'm concerned, is the um, the pods. The um, Rose. Uh, the what was it? So Rose went up by three, mm. which is now doesn't fit with my four T70 I ones, but that's okay. And um, <laughs> I think Finn went up by two as well, so they're probably yeah. now fair and balanced instead of way too cheap, and that makes me a little sad. But it's, <laughs> it's the right thing to do. I just really likes them. <laughs> what does um What does Ray kind of do again? Uh, same as Ray pilot, but just one force. So if they're in the, I think it's turret arc, uh, then she can uh, turn a blank into a hit with a force. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. Going down by three points. I guess that's okay. Yeah, it's good. There's not much to put her on. It's just buffing yeah. the um. The yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. So nothing super exciting there, I don't think. But you know, some cool tweaks. Something. Something nice will fall out. Yep. Hmm. Did we go through scum as well? We didn't. Uh, but we, we talked about star vipers, and that was the. We did talk one. about star vipers. That, yeah, that was a big one. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I mean, Boba came down, but not a lot. One point. Jabba the Hutt went up by five. That's that was up. a big one, actually. That's Jabba pretty nasty. going up because those Bosk lists with yeah. on the codes, but I mean, they also went up. So, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, is this, is this a good segue into the, um, uh, the latest uh, Gold Squadron online event then? It is. Go yeah. It is. Yeah. Okay. Now I can launch into that's right. That's that's me on, on that one. Um, yes. So recently we had, uh, I should have remembered which one this was, but the, the online event, I think it was Tatooine. Um, the, uh, yeah, one of the big Gold Squadron online events set in uh, US time somewhere, I think. Somewhere, no, Europe maybe. Somewhere where I had to stay up till 4 30 in the morning was basically that. Oh, <laughs> um, so uh, so the, the cool, particularly cool thing with this one, uh, so it's 130 odd players, I think. And um, in the top 16, there were five Aussies, three of them from Melbourne, uh, which oh, is wow. just a spectacular showing for the locals. Um, so uh, just to, I probably should have had this up and running, but maybe just to, to focus on Melbourne because that's where we're from. So we'll, we'll, um, we'll favour that. So uh, starting from the bottom, I managed to just crack into the, um, into the top cut. So I was um, 15th in Swiss. Uh, and then immediately got knocked out by a Django Zam, but nonetheless made day two. Um, Congratulations, man! It's a good effort. Yeah. Thank you. It was, I would say, just worth um, losing many hours of sleep and absolutely writing myself off for Sunday. Um, <laughs> yeah, we also had. Um, oh, go on. The door for glory, mate. Nothing else. <laughs> That's it. Um, and actually, yeah, I should mention. So I was running uh, the uh, the four I one T seventy. With uh, BB Astro and then Rose with C3PO, um, which is just a great fun list. Uh, strongly recommend it. Um, I think Gus, you were running it for a while as well. Oh, 100%. It's wonderful. Yeah. That, that, that BB is such a nifty little trick to have to just throw people off. You know, the, the entire jousting block just gets to reposition in a really annoying way. Um, yeah, I like so it. So good. So good. <laughs> uh, and then we also had. Um, uh, Lockie Mulcahy, uh, who's uh, came second at I think the last one. Um, so he's yeah on a ridiculous run at the minute with his um, 
337B Jedi and um, uh, what was the other thing? And, and Shuck T. Um, I, was, he, I hated playing him. That it was horrible. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very good. It's very annoying. Um, yeah, so he he topped he topped day one, um, undefeated. Wow. Um, yeah, absolutely wrecked the, wrecked things um, as he's wont to do, um, and then unfortunately got knocked out first round of cut as well. Um, but then the uh, much more impressive one is we actually had a local uh, come in and win the whole thing, which was. Very exciting. So Nick Nick Kyling, who's started 2.0 only very recently, um, and has been doing nothing but coming in very high, ranking very highly in local tournaments yep. as well. So not shocked to see him. Yep. Uh, he was running a list that I suspect is about 220 points at this point, um, which was the uh, uh, Asajj Ventress. Uh, so Scum, Asajj Ventress, Lando Calrissian, and um, in the YT 1300 and Bosk. Um, with the highlight of things that have gone up massively is Zam Crew on the uh, on Bosk, which has gone up by five or six points. Jabber, which has gone up by five points. Cutthroat, which has gone up by a point, which is on at least one of them, maybe two. Uh, false transponder codes on all three, which has gone up. <laughs> um, and I'm sure there's something else in there as well. I'm getting a theme here. <laughs> Yeah, so this is the if no one's hit it before, it's um it's it's absolutely gross. It's three I fours. All of them have false transponder codes. So when they lock you, you get jammed. And with oh. Jabba the Hut, it just constantly recycles the false transponders, so you just never get actions. Um, and then they're beyond that, just like Bosk and Nasaj are two of the punchiest ships in the game. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a it's a it's a scary scary list. But uh, Nick is also a very very good player, and so yeah, congratulations Nick on the that amazing run. Yep. Yep, fantastic. And those three, that three Jedi with Shark T list is that? That's no longer really that good now that Shark T's lost their cannon, or is it still mm. solid? It's less good. I actually haven't had a chance to chat to Lockie about it lately because I'm curious because I know he was well into it. Yeah. Certainly the Seven B Jedi, they went up by a point. They're still very good. Yes. Um. Yes. But uh, yeah, I don't know what role Shark T has anymore because I think. My impression was he was very much using her for sort of like an area denial, like, you know, don't, you know, move in a bit of an interesting way. And if you try and get behind the um, seven Bs, then you're getting auto-blasted. And yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm genuinely curious as to what, what he'll start running now that now that, that list is not not the same list it used to be. I think the I think the Jedi Knights, even with the seven B title, even it evens out there. The Jedi Knights have gone down by one, and the title's gone up by one. No, nah, so. they're up up one. So it's it, they went. I think the title at that level went up two. So they've they've gone from forty nine to fifty. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, okay, okay, fair enough. There you go. Mm. Well, well yeah. done, Luke. That's that's very good and very solid, and uh, it's good to hear that the Melbourne boys are kicking ass for on the uh, Guys Squadron events as well, which is nice. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Look, and I probably should just <laughs> as much as we like to be. Uh, very local focus. I should also shout out, uh, yeah, so Akta Khan, who is, seems to be in every single cut, uh, made cut. I think yeah. he was top eight. And um, yeah. James McCauley made a uh, top four as well with a with, with Dash Jan or AP5, which is also a very cool cool list. Um, so, uh, so yeah, no, it was, it was really cool to see them, um, them do well as well. So, again, yeah, almost a th- third of the top cut Aussies in a not Aussie time zone friendly spot. Yeah. So. Strong. Good to hear. Yeah, good. Yeah. Any other news from online leagues and stuff? Um, no, they're ticking along. Um, 
look, I'll, probably the one thing I'll mention is um, if, if you haven't seen it posted around already, uh, so the Onyx Squadron's about to run their next league, another No More Heroes league, um, which is, I think, probably my favourite alternate format that I've been playing, uh, which is just no no named pilots, only one ship at Initiative 4. Um, it just it, You end up with just a lot of really wholesome lists. Um, it's just, it's good, good good clean fun lots of um you know four and five ship lists uh sorry the other thing is um only two of the same chassis as well so you can't just spam swarms you have to mix it up um so i think that that's closing quite soon so uh, i think probably yeah there's and there's only a few spots left so do jump on and have a look at the you know it gets advertised in oz x-wing and all that sort of thing um yeah other than that just yeah playing that in singapore league cruising along so um yeah, no, online X-Wing is still happening. Strongly recommend. It's probably all I'd say on the topic. All right. We kind of skipped over something. We, you know, we talked about all the changes and points and rules. We didn't talk about the new stuff coming out. So we've got oh, Fury, Fury of the, the First, First Order, Order things. and the yeah. Resistance Y-Wings. Let's start with Fury of the First Order. Callum, like you're you. up again. <laughs> ah, beautiful. Sucks to be you guys. Um, I actually I did gloss over the new stuff when talking about the points just to just to whet your appetites. Um, so I have a lot of thoughts about the new whisper, and all of them are good. So I think I think one of the things that really helped me like wrap my head around this ship, and I've been struggling to do this for a while, is I stumbled across a piece of law piece of law saying that. When they were testing out the new Whisper, the pilots from other ships that did the best job on the new ship were TSF pilots, oh. because it's it's not a, it's not a silent it's not like a, a souped up silence or a souped down silencer, it's a TSF that can jam, and and once once I got my head around that, it 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 makes perfect sense. So, couple of things. Um, first off, the initiative four. What's its name? I can't remember what it's called. It 709th is... Legion Ace. 709th Legion Ace is 47 points or 50 if you put Fanatical, Predator, and an Enhanced Jamming Suite, which means you can fit four. And I think there's something to this. So the, the thing about a jam action is that you exchange your action to deny your opponent their action. And it's not particularly strong in most cases because you you kind of just reset everything to zero and all you've done is reduce the amount of damage that's going around. So unless you've got a ship that can can jam and perform another action, say with, um, we were just talking about it. False transponders. False transponder codes. Unless you've got something like false transponder codes or an ability that allows you to throw out jam tokens for free, it's not great. But the TIE Whisper gets an extra green dice if your opponent isn't rolling, isn't doesn't have any green tokens, or if you yourself are jammed. So you kind of come out ahead already. But if you find a way to, to stack passive mods then suddenly nobody having any tokens puts you at a major advantage. So you, if you, say, for example, spend your reposition to get Bullseye, have a reroll from Predator and Fanatical active, suddenly you've got about 
half a like 0.5 damage extra damage coming out roughly compared to the like no damage that your opponent's got going on extra plus you've got three eighths of the defense from the extra green dice i think it's really nasty and i think if you can if you can saturate your opponent in jam tokens i think you can just win a battle of attrition that way I, I think these I think massed whispers is going to be really scary. Um, I also have another thing I'm I'm looking to try. I posted this on the on the group chat. Um, Kylo Ren with homing missiles and instinctive aim. I think is going to be very nasty because you can just like you don't need to turn around. You just shoot off, rotate your, your turret backwards, and now they have to contend with the fact that you've got a four-dice attack that they can just take a damage to avoid. And I don't think anyone worth their salt is going to take the four-dice attack. Yeah, and I think um, I think that's really clever, the instinctive aim. Because I think even if with the other missiles, because the awkward thing about the silence, about the whisper, is that you, you like missiles make sense because they're like, like the, F, the SFs. The missiles are really good. But because your target lock doesn't link to the jam, doesn't link to the rotate, it's actually kind of a non-combo. But with Kylo yeah. and Instinctive Aim, it's excellent. Because yeah, you're just I... getting the three dice full arc or the, you know, the back off run. I'm actually, I'm, I'm running under the impression that they were originally planning on putting a gunner on it. If you, if you look at the ship, in the scene where Ray cuts it in half in the newest movie, there's that there, there's that horizontal like window, and you can see the light through it, just like the SF has, which means that there's a spot for the gunner in the wall. As far as I can tell, I don't I haven't looked at the exploded diagrams or whatever. I think they fully expected you to use the first order ordinance tech, I think it's called, and then have and then pay the tax to be able to. Oh no no that's the first order ordinance tech is um reload not rotate I take that all back uh, please ignore me but I I think I think they fully expected to have a, a a gunner on that ship for sure a special forces gunner would be amazing on that ship Too yeah I was <laughs> yeah I was I <laughs> when they were leaking everything I was waiting for something like a SF gunner equivalent something to let it like attacks to give it more more firepower. But yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think it's going to be one of those. I think they're going to be very interesting to fly. I think they're going to be absolutely brilliant with um, pattern analyzer, allowing you because you because all your linked actions are white. So you perform one of the four red maneuvers you have access to, all of them excellent, and then jam someone and then focus as well or like reposition a little bit to get that bullseye in. And then you've got like a plethora of blue moves. No, no hard blues, but that's fine. Got to, you still got to let the silencer do some fun things. I, I am, I'm honestly really excited to fly this ship. Yeah. Looks good. Um, however, we've also got the, the new Thai bomber. And I've got no idea what to do with this thing. I've got no flipping clue. I'm. I was fully expecting to just cram barrage rockets on like three or four of them and just treat it like a big heavy like beat stick. 
and they have denied me that particular pleasure. How dare they? I honestly think concussion bombs or thermal detonators might be the way to go. You get like two to four of them and just, again, you saturate the board in bombs or mines and just laugh maniacally as your opponent's got nowhere to go. I think Grudge will be an interesting one to play. Being able to re-roll the, the, the dice for the bombs to go off. Yep. It's pretty yeah, solid. That's that's cool. That uh, the I'm actually keen to try him with um cluster mines because I think they're not good. Yeah. But with no. him, they maybe are. Yeah, agreed. hundred percent agreed. Yeah. Even with proxy mines, because you can get two proxy mines instead of just the one set of um cluster mines. Mm. But yeah, Mr. Bean looks interesting as well. Why do they call him Jad Bean? Well, that's Mine. his name. That's his well, name. Mr. Bean, what's wrong with that? Was I, was, I like, was I a horrible person in a previous life? What did I do to deserve this torment? <laughs> the, I, I actually, I have a question for you guys. So, Nightfall, the initiative for Ty Whisper, after you fully execute a maneuver or perform a boost action, each ship you move through gains two jam tokens. So what happens if you pass through a ship with your maneuver and then pass through a different ship with your boost? Yeah, twice, twice, separate right? things. Twice, twice. Yep. separate things. And so like once but you got two opportunities, once per opportunity you're throwing, you could throw out any number of jam tokens. Well, it's guys. it's each ship too. Like you can fly it if you do a five straight over a swarm of vultures. That's uh, sixteen jam tokens. <laughs> uh, if you if you do a five k over a swarm of vultures, and then you've got pattern analyzer, you've still got your mods. You've still got yeah. You, you probably folk just focus. I think I think that's really nasty. I um I, I'm really looking forward to flying nightfall. It looks interesting. Yep. It looks interesting. Um, yeah, look, the one thought I've had with um, the uh, the Thai SE bomber is like they may be a good option with Hux, so you can get them the locks that they want for the you know put ion missiles on them or something. Um, otherwise, I'm struggling to come up with any ideas that aren't just put proxy mine on them, bomb things to death with proxy mines. Which also, I, I think, I think. I'm definitely going to try um, Hux on Commander Malarus. Not Malarus, um, the other one. The one that lets you shoot with three red dice if you've got two on the Xi shuttle. That is Malarus, isn't it? That is Malarus? Uh, no, Hask. Hask. Hask, yes. Yeah, so I'm thinking you put Hux with Hask, you give them all... Probably not proton torpedoes, maybe um, maybe plasma torpedoes. So you let them all lock, you double mod your three dice attack, you tax them all their shields, and then when your torpedoes are got done, they're probably damaged by that point, and now you've got a three dice attack on a ship that really doesn't quite care that much about having strain. I think that might be a good way to go. Yep. There's a lot of stuff in this pack that just is ready to explore. Yeah, I think I, I don't think we've we've quite seen all the fun stuff you can do with this pack. I don't think we've really... even started to. There's a lot of upgrades that I just don't have my head around on both sides. I think um mm. yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm 
I'm almost certainly buying four. Jesus. <laughs> I am, please, in please my, in, no. In my defense, I am I am going to be selling off a bunch of the bombers. I do not need eight bombers. It's not happening. But I need four whispers, and it's just it's it's happening. It's going to happen. Yeah. Question with the pursuit thrusters during the system phase, you may perform a boost action. You can choose when you can drop a bomb and then do the boost, can't you? Okay. Oh. So it's very similar to the nimble bomber thing that the um, the. Yeah, Jeez. which I think was a that was a very pleasant surprise. I think that's going to be really scary. Mm. Um, you can also put a daredevil on them and do red boosts, and then do drop Ooh. the bombs ninety degrees. Oh, oh, that's disgusting! Oh, yeah. oh, oh so, Luke, that's nice. I like that. <laughs> so, yeah, fun I, with Connonets, I reckon. Really, I think these are going to be really good for jousting. Yeah. Like if you can, if you can, get, I think that's why they didn't let you have barrage rockets because these these are going to be really nasty little jousting ships. And I think if, if you, you can, if so, you if, if you go down that road, then if you're and if you're wanting to put a long point mod on them, chuck angled deflectors on them and fucking reinforce your front. Ooh, I don't know. Ooh. It's, it's a bad upgrade. It's a really bad upgrade. Um, but yeah, maybe, maybe prove me uh, wrong. I don't know. Yeah, yeah put, maybe not. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Put it on your tie FOs and give them for fanatical straight out the gate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then reinforce and evade. <laughs> Hit me now. <laughs> <laughs> All anyway. Excellent. Uh, should we jump to the Y-Wings? Yes. I, I think. All right. Y-Wings will be quicker. Because there's only one ship, and because I don't think most five, of them are that need, good. I, I, don't, of them. I don't think you need five of them. I think yeah. uh, I reckon. Well, uh, so there's two bits. So I think that the there's the generics, and I think they're a little bit too expensive. Because with the ability, you want to put targeting computer on them, probably, and dorsal turrets, and that comes to like thirty-eight or thirty-seven points, something like that. And I think that's too expensive for that when you can spend a few points more and get a T70, mm. I think. I like them. I'm going to try them. I I don't think that side is that good. Having said that, I do think two of the named pilots, a couple of the named pilots, but particularly I'll focus on two, are quite interesting. So there's uh, the very Aussie-sounding Tezza. Um, Tezza Nasses or something like that. Um, <laughs> he's got... He's got a, it is it is a strange one. Um, he's got a, uh, a kind of an interesting pilot ability. So basically, it's um, so if it's someone is shooting at someone at within range two of him. Oh no, sorry, no. When a friendly ship at Oda two performs an attack, if they're attacking someone that has so an enemy ship that has your your ships on both sides of him, so in both side arcs, then the attacker can re-roll and attack dice. So that's um. Whether it's that's any attack, it's turrets, it's whatever. So it's it so buffing your attack dice and getting rerolls is known very very good. It's a bit of a weird situation to get yourself in, but I think if you spam a bunch of ships that don't mind moving around all over the place, like um, it could be like like a wings is an option. Um, I also worked out that um, uh, 
Tezza with, uh, let me bring up this list. So Tezza, Tezza, with um, targeting computer and an ion cannon turret. Fits with five Colossus Station mechanic fireballs with proton rockets. And I think that's hilarious. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> As someone who owns quite a few fireballs, that's a uh, an attractive proposition. Yeah, I know, right? I think that's probably a reasonable list and definitely a very fun list. <laughs> Got them surrounded. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think he could be fun and he could potentially be good. I, I just need to, I haven't worked out how. Because I guess the thing is, those side arcs are really, like, they, it's quite big when you consider that you only need to be, like, a little bit in that side arc. Mm. Um, so it's, it's actually quite a big area. And so there's a decent chance that something you should want to shoot at is going to be in that situation if you try and engineer it a little bit. Um, they're bigger than the front and rear arcs too, aren't they? Yeah, they are slightly, actually. That's a good point. Um, so yeah, it's. I think it's it's less crazy than it sounds, and it could be could be quite good. Um, the one I'm actually quite excited for though is Zori, Zori Bliss. Um, mm. So ability is just after a friendly ship at range one performs an attack an action um, during the perform action step, so it can't be coordinated, but that's fine. Um, and if you have that action on your action bar, then you can perform it as a red action. So that's free actions is always good. Um, it's very easy to trigger. Just have a friend do an action. Um, and it is, she's just, because she's initiative five as well, um, she's really begging to have that, uh, that config go on her. Uh, I think the config's very reasonably priced. The wartime loadouts, four points for, you know, white target lock, reload, mm, yeah. two shields, and most importantly, a torpedo and missile slot. It's yeah, it's it's a great upgrade. Yeah, so that 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 yeah. goes from a seven health ship to a nine health ship, um, yeah. which is chunky, uh, even with the one agility. Mm. Um, and more to the point, then you can put proton torpedo plasma torpedo. Actually, has an interesting interaction with the um, the wartime loadout because it prevents ships defending from cancelling crits with evade results. So usually plasmas crits get cancelled before hits, but because they can't get cancelled, it means it's it's like not a massive thing, but it does mean you can actually put crits through with your um uh, plasma torpedoes without your opponent blanking out, um, which is cool. Um, so the the list that I threw together initially was yeah Zuri with wartime loadout plasmas uh, R4 astromech because she's doing red actions all the time, and uh, dorsal turret. Um, with uh, Neon Nub because another I5 is good, uh, with Pattern Analyzer because it's Neon Nub and Elusive. Um, and then the fun bit is that so then two Blue Squadron rookies, so the T70s I1s with BB Astromech. So the fun thing with that is that, so usually it would be awkward for Zuri to get those actions from friendly ships before that are lower initiative because they have to move first. So potentially they're well ahead of her and not still in that range one bubble. Um, but with them, if they do their BB Astromech roll, she can also do a barrel roll before she moves, as long as one of them was in range one when they finished the barrel roll. So they sort of share the BB Astromech charge with her. Pretty good. Which is pretty good. Yeah, and especially since, you know, you do that and then you do a one bank or a two hard and she's almost staying in place. Um, and yeah, so I think... And the other thing is it's not... Like, that ability isn't limited. It just creates stress. So she can... Do that, do the red barrel roll, move and clear that stress, 
do a target lock and then Nian can move up and focus and give her a focus. So yeah, I think Zuri, like of everything Zuri I'm excited about, the other ones I'm interested but a little skeptical. Yeah. I think I think Zuri's ability is really good because it's not a friendly ship. It's just a ship at range one. Oh my god, I didn't even notice that. So if she's by herself going commando, she can if they if someone's a six or a five that moves after her, she can still do an action. Oh my god, I missed that. Oh, she's even better than I thought. That's quite yeah. cool. So you can so if someone and she has boost as well. So if someone boosts yeah. or barrel rolls to get her in in arc, she can boost or barrel roll out. Oh, oh. Ryan, you genius! Oh, I'm so I, excited. What have I done? Sorry, hype. Yep. Really disgusting. Wow. Oh god, now yeah. I can't wait to get that pack. I think with a contra-genetic cyberbands, because she's got the illicit slot as well, she'd be... She's going to be nasty, man. Oh, that's a and good then, point, because she can just keep doing actions. Yeah. Yep. And then with wartime loadout, like you said, she's a, a chunky girl. and Oh, yeah. I think I'm going to buy a pack of these ones. I think these ones are really good. Yeah. Looking forward to jamming the heck out of her. Oh, it doesn't <laughs> matter. She can do all of the actions. Yeah, I'll just I'll just keep stacking jam tokens on there. Just you wait. I'll find a way to I'll find a way to fly over you and boost over you with that pilot, and you'll get four jam tokens. And there's nothing you can do about it. I'm going to do a three sloop over you, and then boost over you as well. Man. <laughs> yeah, I actually didn't realize it was any ship either. I think. Um... What was the other one that I looked to look? Oh, oh wait. Uh, no, maybe she uh, does have a charge. Maybe I'm lying. Maybe it's just not showing up on the... Yeah, on the she's, got, she's uh, got one rig, one uh, rig charge. Dehyped. Dehyped. Only Dual really charge. good, not broken. Now I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> Only oh, really oh. good. Yes, really good. <laughs> yeah. No, I think... Yeah, I think they'll be, they'll be fun. Yep. Oh, and also now I think about it, that BB thing doesn't work either because it has to be in their perform action step. Oh. <sighs> Sorry. Still excited. Still excited. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Still, still so, excited. Like, yeah, but it, it just goes to show there's so much stuff in these packs that we're just still getting our heads around. Mm. Yep. Yep. Absolute hype. Yep. New stuff. And, yeah, they announced a card pack as well that's, like Fang Fighters for Rebels and TIE Fighters and, yeah. Yeah, oh, so many spoilers in that uh, AMG like, state of the game stream. Um, mm. yeah. yeah, worth worth going and having a look. I don't think we'll pull them apart at the minute, nah. but yeah. No. I'm just going to go back to the Resistance Wildings for a second. There's a pilot, Wilson Teslo, or Teslo, whatever her name is. After you perform an attack, if the Defender was dealt a face-up damage card, the Defender gains one strain token. Unless it chooses one non-reoccurring charge from one of its equipped upgrade cards and loses that charge, so if you fly that up against some of these new bombers that are coming out for first order, um, they might lose a few charge tokens. Mm. That's probably another one that makes sense to definitely put the uh, the wartime loadout and the proton mm. torpedo one, because that gives you the auto yeah. crits. Yeah, yeah, so that that'd, that'd be a bit of fun. Yeah. I guess the big question fun. now is, when are we actually going to get them? Oh, uh, don't go uh, there. Well, uh, Australia, yeah. Because like I, I'm still waiting on my um, my oh, what's his name? Lando, Callus, Callus, Lando. 
Yeah, and that's that's been like a couple of months now. Mm, yep. More than a couple of months. Yep. And and need I remind you of the cursed release of the Thai Baron? That was meant to come out what September, and I got my first one in February. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Look, we'll get them when we get them. I guess. Unfortunately, it's a sad thing to say about it all. When the world yeah. gets a little bit more back on track. Yeah. yeah well. I'm going to be diversifying my, my purchasing anyway. <laughs> yep. Hedge my bets. Yep. Sounds like a solid idea. Yes. All right. Well, I think we can probably wrap it up there unless anyone's got something particularly burning that they want to talk about. My mind's oh, a desert. Look. Just a vast, empty desert. <laughs> Filled with bee wings. Filled with bee wings. Oh, yeah, for sure. Big wing supremacy. Yep. All right. Let's call it there. And we will talk to you all again on the next episode. Peace out. See you later. See you guys. <laughs>